getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Fucking Gazidis, get off your fucking ass and do something now because it's not on. It's fucking not on what he's doing now. Get off your ass and sort this shambles out because that's what it is now. It is a shambles. Gazidis, get off your ass and earn your fucking money and do something. Hello and welcome back to another Gooner to Gooner. This time he's given himself his own intro. It's Lee Judges and I'm joined by Potty as well. Enjoy the show. Hello, Lee. How are you? Oh, very good. Thank you, Vergus. Very good. Um, it's been a long time coming. We've got you on here eventually. And um, you you shot to fame many, 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 many months ago, years ago. Um, and it, I think people would be really interested to know a bit more about Lee Judges. Like, tell us, tell us a bit about who are you and, and like, what do you do? Uh, what I do, um, I've got my own dry cleaning company. Um, obviously, like I'm, uh, you know, I don't like to say it, but I'm in my fifties now, like you know. So um, yeah, and um, obviously go to the Arsenal quite a bit. I used to play um, football uh, as well, so um, uh, that's where I think I get like the, the little bit of knowledge that I know from that. And I've got my coaching badges as well, so um, that's that's how I've got. Um, yeah, that's that's what I do, and and obviously Arsenal is um, my passion, and uh, you know I love everything to do with Arsenal, really. So coaching badges, you say at, at what at what level? Uh, I got my UO for B, which um, is quite a good standard. It means that I can uh, earn some money if I if I choose to do. So that um, was tough doing that, by the way. It was quite quite an intense sort of course, but I've done that probably about uh, two thousand something like that. So. Um, Yep, so I've got all those co- the coaching badges as well. I'm one away from being like, which is your A license, which is like, which is you can go to to pro level, like. Okay, so you'd be like at a, a semi pro level. Yeah, you know, people like Freddie Lundberg and and guys like that would have had to do the UO for B, and then then they go on to their their A license, which is called an A license, which then lets them manage and uh, uh, coach at a professional level. Okay, okay. And I suppose uh, the question is, why Arsenal? Oh, well, it's tough on that because um, I, my family is um, is mixed. Um, all my mum's side are Spurs and my dad's side were Arsenal. So um, when I was growing up, you could go to, to games without tickets and things like that. So we'd, like my mum's side would take us, me and my brother, to uh, to the Spurs one week and then, to the, then my dad and his side of the family would take us to the Arsenal the following week. And my brother uh, is a Spurs fan. So he's a season ticket holder at Spurs, or was until we moved abroad. So he chose the dark side. And um, what really stood the reason, and, and the only reason I can remember becoming an Arsenal fan is because of the red and white shirts. You know, when, when watching the Spurs, it was just, they just, in those days, they just had plain white shirt, blue shorts, white socks. But it was just saying about the red and white shirts of Arsenal and um, you know um, that's how I, ch- I chose it I was my dad's favourite as well so um, I think I went down that route like you know so so nothing really I, I can really think of anything other than, than the kit and that's why I'm very passionate about the Arsenal kits now I don't, I don't know if you've listened them. I don't know if you've listened back to any of the other uh, Gooner to Gooners that we've done but Old Man Trev is one you should listen to I think you've got an awful lot in common um. <laughs> yeah definitely I, I think you know you grow up I think when you're a kid, I think things like that influence you. You know, like um, the yellow and blue uh, kit is, is very iconic. You know, for the FA Cup finals, growing up as a kid, '71. I wasn't about. Uh, I can't really remember '71. I'll be honest, but definitely can remember '78, '79, when and and the '80 ones when we was in yellow and blue. And I've always felt that we should be playing in yellow and blue because of that. So. Uh, uh, yeah, so I think the traditional side of me comes out in when it's particularly when it comes to kids. Okay, um, first game. Do you know what you, you asked me this question, and I cannot remember my first game. I was, I was probably so young, I can't remember who it was against. It was just that I, I, I just remember the only thing that I remember about going over to Ireland when I was very very young was that I, I, I'll never forget. Can't remember what game it was. That we went into one of the. Um, 
seating areas that could have been the west end or east end but just walking up and through the little gap and, and you'd see the, the, the pitch of Highbury and that, that blew me away I have to say so I can't really remember the first game that I went to um, I, I know that probably like the likes of Liam Brady were playing and guys like that um, he was my first sort of real player that you know, I used to go over to, what, to, to Highbury what? with my dad what and game do you what game do you specifically remember as a first game then? Whoa. That I, you can remember, oh I remember the score or I remember, you know, going to it with the lads or whatever. Well, do you know what? The whole mind's gone a blank there. I just remember I, I remember the game when I was a kid and my dad would just say, Just watch Liam Brady, he's the player you've got to watch, he's got to be the player, Frank Staple. And I think I, I remember a game when Malcolm McDonald scored a couple of goals. Who that was against Fergus, I can't remember. Like you know, it was just those sort of. Thing. I think when you're a kid growing up and that, um, it's different. You just you just watch the players, and uh, you know, I wouldn't even know the teams that I that I was watching. If I'll be honest, you know, uh, I don't even remember. Where, you know, when when I went over to Spurs, what teams that they were playing as well. So I, I, I really yeah, because you, you went to both. Yeah, it's just it's just the way it was. You know, growing up as a. A lad in the in the in the seventies and that um, I think was a great time because there was no such thing as um, you know buying tickets. You could just pay on the door. So if you fancied going, to, you know, I remember once we was working was a kid, and we could hear the roar at White Hart Lane, and we, me and my mates, um, we were Arsenal fans. We was working that way, and we piled into the West Ham in to cheer on West Ham because we wanted Spurs to lose, you know. So, <laughs> they were the sort of things that you could do in those days and they were they were great days growing up. So, um, so, you know, watching football then was fantastic. So, Lee, if I was asked you, what is your fondest memory with uh, supporting Arsenal? Well, for, listen, nine, 1989 obviously has got to be up there, but I was one of the unfortunate ones that didn't go. And the reason I didn't go because it was a Friday night and um, I just couldn't, you know, get up there and afford to get up there and, and get back. So um, I didn't go. A couple of my mates um, did, but I didn't. But for me, the the best, and it's still probably the best game that I've ever been to, was uh, 1987 at um, White Hart Lane where in, in the Littlewoods Cup semi-final when we uh, replay, when we beat Spurs 2-1 with David Rowcastle scoring in the last minute. We was 1-0 down with probably about 10 minutes to go. Charlie Nicholas got carried off. And uh, Ian Allenson came on and he, he scored a, a fluky sort of equaliser and then David Rowcastle got the winner. And I remember the crowd going absolutely mad. And a great little story is because where I come from is mainly a Spurs area. So when I get onto White Hart Lane Station, I'm going in, into Chesham, which is a Tottenham area. And I was standing there, I would sort of got, um, me and my mate, me and Gary, we'd, we'd, we'd got... Um, split up from the rest of the guys so we got onto the Tottenham Hill station there was these Spurs fans right next to us and one of them was right upset and uh, he, he turned around if, he, if I see an Arsenal fan there I'll kill him I'll fucking kill him I will like you know and uh, <laughs> we're just standing there having a little chuckle and uh, we didn't we didn't tell them that we was you know what I mean And uh, but we had little wry smiles on our faces so uh, that was a great great day that was probably the best um, best day supporting Arsenal as far as I'm concerned and players-wise, who would say your favourite player is currently and overall, sort of like former player and current player? Ooh. Do you know what I find it very difficult on the current players at the moment? I think, if I'm honest, I find it a little bit more difficult because of my age. If you understand, like you know, being in your fifties and that, these these players now are boys to me. You know, uh, in their twenties, so. Or, Lee, or, don't lie. You know or, your favourite player is Granite Xhaka now. Oh, uh, Granite Xhaka is my favourite player. <laughs> but, uh, no, so it's very, very difficult. I did like, I had a little fondness for Aaron Ramsey last season. I was a bit disappointed when he went there. Who my favourite player at the moment? Mm. Oh, I think that's a tough, tough question. Um, I'd probably have to say uh, Bamiyang, if I'll be honest, um, would probably be my favourite. Just the way that he is um, off the pitch as well. But uh, yeah, you know, going back to when I first started supporting you, they were sort of older than me, if you can get that. So you sort yeah. of looked up to them in a different, like an idol sort of looking way, different 
why and uh, obviously Liam Brady would probably have been the first Frank Stapleton had a big affection for him you know because you always like the forwards don't you even though he went to Man United even though he went to Man very very we, we, I've, I, listen us Arsenal fans that have been around for a long while I've got you know with the Robin Van Persie thing we've we've had a few um, we've had a few things like that with uh, Man United so uh, they were the first two but my real first um, idol and, and person that I loved and, and, and to this day still does is, is Charlie Nicholas he was my the ultimate one for me that I when he signed for Arsenal he was the one that made me start going to home and away games and, and going before I started playing football at a decent standard and that you know so um, I used Charlie. to um, he, he was probably the one that really got me into going to Arsenal all the time and you know believe it or not I had the haircut like him and everything like that so um, so definitely Charlie you had the haircut like him I did I'll show you a photo like, you know, but it ain't <laughs> going on yet I think it's gone Liar. on Twitter once once or twice but uh, um, yeah so um, that, <laughs> people don't believe that but that is true <laughs> I did have hair once upon a time later so I really did <laughs> listen you talk about Charlie Nichols I, I, Nicholas I, I never saw him play I, I was a late comer to Arsenal I got, I got into Arsenal about 93 onwards but um, yeah he, he become, comes across as an, a legend but that was from Highbury and now we're in the Emirates if you look at Highbury and the Emirates what do you like and dislike about each so, so, so what do you like about Highbury First. Oh, Highbury! Just I think the history of the, the of Highbury. You know, as a kid going there, there was just something about the pitch. Um, you know, believe it, like it or a not, snooker table, a, wasn't it? Say that again, sorry. It was like a snooker table. Oh, it was fantastic. And it's rough days, but it, but even like just on those first, you know, when you go there in August, it was just it was just awesome. But this is a thing about growing up as as a, in my era as well. The last game of the season. They used to let you go on the pitch, so you'd run on the pitch at the end of the end of the game and pretend that you was kicking the ball um, into the north bank and looking at running around on the pitch. You know, there's things now that you, you, you wouldn't be out of dream to do now, lads. You know what I mean? So that was always fantastic. Um, uh, just the history of it, the, the great, you know, the north bank. You know, I, when I was growing up as a kid, my my dad was a clock in man. You know, so we'd go to the clock in, but it was. You know, didn't have a roof, and sometimes you got soaked. And oh, Dad, I want to go in the North Bank. When you're old enough <laughs> to go on your own, son, you can go into the North Bank. So, soon as I was old enough, that dumped me old dad off at the clock end, and, and me and my mate started going in the North Bank. And you'd always meet in the same sort of place. Listen, one time we, you know, like they, the crowd come out. You know, like when the away team comes out, you started singing UDF in LAU and all that like. And I'll never forget like. You know, like two thousand fans singing it, and uh, big arm on my old shoulder, the copper light, and threw me out. I said, "How hey, can you throw me out? Like, you know, I'm, I'm not the only one singing it, you know." And so he'd throw me out, and you'd go round to the the other turnstile and, and and get yourself back in again, like that. They were great, great days, great <laughs> days. So that's, that that was the greatest thing about Ibury. And I think the thing about Ibury is that the memories you have growing up as a kid, and and all of that sort of stuff with your your family, your dad and and your mates, and it was sort of taken away from you to, to go to the Emirates, and that's why I feel a little bit bitter towards the Emirates. So before we go on to the Emirates, you've got such fond memories, and as have uh, lots of people of of Highbury. What did you not like about Highbury? Well, the smelly toilets. You got you know, like <laughs> I have to say that, like you know what I mean. Um, the closeness of it all, like you know, um, people. Pissing down your leg and things like that weren't great, but um, it was uh, no, nah, it was a great um, uh, probably the smallest of it all. Like sometimes, particularly once it become all seater, it was a lot harder to go to because I was playing. Then I never had a season ticket or anything like that, so you know, it, it was always hard to get to games. You'd have to rely on your mates and things like that. So um, that was always uh, that was always a bit of a a bad thing if you, if you like you know that it was so small but um, do you know what there are things when honestly guys I was really looking forward to to, to leaving Highbury to go to Emirates because you're thinking at this big stadium but now that I know what I know you know I, I wouldn't have been so keen to, to see Highbury go so so you've you've it's like we've even planned this um, the Emirates what do you because obviously this the old school 
Arsenal fans love Highbury over the Emirates. So what do you dislike about the Emirates first? And then we'll find out what you like. So, what I dislike about the what, as I said, you know, I feel I, I, you can't dislike the stadium. It's a lovely stadium and the facilities and everything like that. But I just feel it's a bit of a, 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 a bowl. I don't like, if I'll be honest, I don't like the fact that we're not um, right on top of the players. There's a big gap behind the goals. I feel that we're not quite as uh, attached to the to the uh, to the team as much as we were perhaps at Highbury. If you understand what I mean, there's mm-hmm. none of that. Um, you know, when you could, I remember going when the, back when, when the score a goal like uh, Salibas only at the weekend he was celebrating, but he was still what twenty yards? Oh, well, not twenty yards. Probably he, he's good five or six meters away from anywhere before he gets to an advertising hoarding and near a fan. So they can't really jump in the crowd, can they? No, no. no. Listen, they don't, do you remember the game against uh, Leicester when Danny Welbeck done it? That, that was yeah. fantastic. It was a tremendous atmosphere. You know, there, there has been great atmospheres over there. But, do you know, there was times at Highbury, and I remember, I remember it going back as a, as a kid, Sammy Nelson used to, um, was the left back for Arsenal, if you don't remember him, or people in Lisbon don't remember him. He used to, have quite a long throw, so he used to lean back into the to the crowd to take the throw. And you could tap, you know, tap him on the shoulder and all that. Go on, Sammy, and things like that. So you miss all of that sort of side of things, you know what I mean? So the intimacy of um, uh, of supporting Arsenal has changed because of the, the Emirates. But that, you know, you go to I'm going to go to Anfield. Now, yeah. They've still got that, if you know what I mean. And I felt okay. that um, may maybe they should have um, looked at that. Um, when those building the Emirates, I feel that we're a little bit too far away. But um, what do you like about it? What's your favourite bits about it? Well, listen, the greatest thing about it is you can get into it. You know, um, you know, like um, the views are fantastic. You know, like I'm not being old. Sometimes at Highbury, you you'd have to be moving round to see people and that. But you've got a great view wherever you sit at the Emirates. I've been fortunate enough to sit in in most of, the, most of the areas. And, and the hospitality is absolutely fantastic at the Emirates. So, uh, um, But I think going around the grounds, you, you can go around. Um, there's, you know, you know I, I think the older you get, you know, you're not sort of, it's not taking you 20, 25 minutes to get into the place, you know. And, um, you know, I think it's a great stadium to look at as well. I'll, I'll be honest, guys, you know, when you, if you see it from a distance, I don't know if you've been lucky enough to fly over it or something like that. It's a, it's a fantastic view, you know. So it's a, it's a, it's a good looking ground. And do you know what the best thing about it is? Arsenal play there. That's 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 what it's all that's about. That's all that matters. Potter, you have a question, haven't you? Lee, I have got a question, mate. Um, well done so far, mate. <laughs> okay with the question so far? Yeah, no problems. Good no man. problems. Far my way. Good man. This one is one that I wanted to bring up and you can come back to it later if you can't answer it straight away, mate. Um, I'd like to know your favourite Arsenal goal and why. I think you might have touched on one earlier or a favourite game you had when uh, the Roadcastle, but your favourite Arsenal goal and why? Oh, favourite Arsenal goal. <clears throat> well, that's a tough, that is a tough one, like, you know what I mean? Um, Do you want to think about it? Yeah, I'll have a little think about it. Like, that's fine, um, mate. I'll have to have we'll, a little we'll, think we'll about come, that. We'll come back at the end. Come back, we'll to come back at the end. Yeah, come uh, back to it. It's a good question, though. There's um, talking about management now, and, and uh, I, I'd like to know about your thoughts on the Wenger era, and then we'll look at Unai and your thoughts so far. So, first and foremost, the Wenger era. What's your thoughts on it? Oh, you know, I, I, I think, you know, tinged with um, a little bit of um, disappointment at the end of it, if I'll be honest. And um, at least, you know, the first 10 years under Arsene Wenger were, you know, were magical boys. I've got to say that, mm-hmm. you know, there were some lows, but, you know, I can you say, look, not only did we win trophies, we won titles, it uh, changed the, the way we play football. You know, some of the football we played was was absolutely magnificent. You know, you can't take that away. Um, the players that he produced, you, you know, you'd, for instance, someone like Nicholas and Nelke never heard of become this superstar player. Patrick Vieira, no, no one had heard of him become probably the, one of the top three or four players that ever played for Arsenal. When you look at that finger here and when you turn around and say, 
the best all-time Arsenal team, uh, a lot of those players would be from when Arsene Wenger played. And that just shows you how good we were. You know, Thierry Henry, look, look at him, Dennis Burkham. I know that he was signed by uh, Bruce Riott, but... You know, under um, Arsene Wenger, he just, you know, exploded. It was fantastic to see. And, you know, some great attacking football. Um, I honestly believe, as an Arsenal fan, you couldn't have, for those 10 years, I know that we probably should have won the Champions League or got a little bit better in that, but circumstances didn't go for us. But we was, it was just a great, great time. And it saddens me that over the last 10 years that now people... Um, dislike the man and and don't see past the last ten years. If you know what I mean, like they won't give him no credit for it because of what happened. I think he's done more than just the the ten years. It, it, it's as you indicated, it was like the the training ground. The the, the cha- he changed British football. Yeah, exactly. And, and not only did he change it, folks. Also, you have to understand. You know, he got teams um, into the top four. With, with some of the, in the top eight. <laughs> it's incredible, incredible yeah. to, to be selling your best players and still being maintained as getting top four. And at, come the end of the season, ridiculed by the press because we got fourth again, you know what I mean? Like, blah, 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 blah. But now, 10 years on, you know, fourth place is is seen as an achievement. Because well, Pochettino gets a trophy no every, every year, doesn't he? Say it again, sorry? Pochettino gets a trophy every year. Well, he's, 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 yeah, exactly. Because Spurs are doing it, it's all of a sudden, it's fantastic. But we was doing that with a lot worse of teams than what he's got. You know what I mean? Like, we had, we had Bentner and Schemack up front. And, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, players at the back that you know, are unbelievable. <laughs> you know, unbelievable. Danielson in midfield, not knocking these guys. But, you know, to, to get into the top four on a consistent basis was was unbelievable. I, I do feel that if I'll be honest, people don't don't look over that, you know, look from the Birmingham Cup final, I look back at that, people were I remember coming out of that game and people were really angry about Arsene Wenger. But if you look back on that, we played Stoke about three or four days before that and we lost that uh Fabregas um to injury just before that day. If Fabregas would have played that day, we'd have won that game because we'd have controlled it from midfield. Um, so he was a little bit unlucky there. But I just feel with Arsene Wenger under the last three years, when when we just bought Petacek and nobody else and he decided to go into a midfield with uh, Coquelin and uh, Arteta, and I, I felt that he just started losing the plot a little bit. Like, and, I agree. You know, it, when do you think he should have gone, Lee? Like, when do you reckon... I, I think he should have gone after the Chelsea game. I yes. think, you know, to the cup final, to, to win. To win know, that Even g- though he was to, probably that sorry, was his worst win. sort of um, time at Arsenal. We'd still, he was still winning. He started to win trophies again, unbelievably. Not. I know it was the FA Cup and people uh, dissed that, but I've never dissed the FA Cup. And to um, win that game when we're such underdogs against Chelsea on that day as well. Oh, it was unbelievable, you know. But also... Um, what people don't realise, he went and beat Manchester City in the semi-final as well. We wasn't given no chance yep. in that. We went and beat yep. Manchester City, um, yep. and then to, to go and beat Chelsea. Not only beat them, I thought we played absolutely outstanding on the day. I, I think that that was the day he should have just said, right, you know. Um, I think he would have gone out a legend. I think he's a legend anyway, but I think he would have gone out a super legend at that point. Yeah, yeah, and I just feel that, that you know, um, the way it ended for Arsene Wenger was was not right and. You know, I, I feel that, you know, all the plaudits that he got at the end, it, it was a little bit... Uh, well, how, how did you feel on that final, that Burnley game when he there was he said, I'm a fan like you and all that sort of stuff? Well, I felt a little bit ashamed that I'd abuse... Not abuse I'd, I never abused Arsene Wenger, but I felt a little bit ashamed that I criticised him. You know, I felt that my criticism of Arsene Wenger was, was, was justified. But um, I, I felt very um, uh, humble it was an about everything he'd done. It was an emotional day. Yeah, it was a, yeah very emotional, and uh, I, I, I did feel that you know, it, I just felt it was a shame that he had to go on those those circumstances. I feel a little when I was when he was going around, it was just like a regrettable situation. I felt that. Um, some, look, listen, when, when managers leave and it doesn't matter who they are, 
whether it be Mourinho and that. Not of all of them leave on great terms anyway, um, because that's the way it is. But I just felt that he deserved that, even though there was a lot of people in that crowd that were not really um, hypocritical. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. What did so, what did what did you think about um, him being presented the invincible trophy, the actual trophy? Oh well, I think it's a team effort, and it? it's not just Arsenal Wenger; it's everybody. Um, I've got no, uh, I've got no um, beef about that. If I'll be honest, I think that you know he, he was the one that orchestrated that. He was the one that actually said a year before that we could could do that, and people. Yeah. People uh, ridiculed him for that, you know. But um, I, I, listen, he, he built that team. You know, people would accuse, you know, the, the people that begrudge Arsene Wenger a lot of cr- uh, praise would say that, you know, George Graham built his back four um, in the early days. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But then in Yeah, but they were down the bank of friendship most Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but. I, you know, you can't deny that the 2004 team, and I'll be honest, I thought the 2002 team was probably better. I felt that that was a great team as well. That's the that, Chelsea one, wasn't it? The, the, we, when we, we just beat Chelsea, Chelsea in the final and, and we went up to Old Trafford and beat them 1-0 with um, yeah. uh, Will Tool's goal. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, they were great sides. And, you know, people are saying that because of what's happened in the past, you know, um, maybe there shouldn't be a statue. But, Listen, we had some very, very good times under Arsene Wenger and um, some tough times as well. But um, listen, for me, a lot of Arsenal fans wouldn't be Arsenal fans if it wasn't for, for that era. And, and, and I'm grateful now, that I was about watching it. And we're now into a new era of um, the Cronkies, uh, Unai Emery, Edu, the, the whole new setup, the more continental setup. What's your view on Unai Emery so far? Give him a rating out of, I suppose, give him a rating out of 10. Give him a rating out of 10 at the moment. I'd go six and a half, seven. Um, I felt that he started off the season fantastically well. I, I, I'll be honest, I'm, uh, the, 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 I'm still not convinced by him because of those last eight games of last season. Um, there are things that he does and I, that excite me. I, I love his passion on the line. I love the way, he, because we was crying out for that, guys, weren't we? Arsene Wenger yep. used to yep. sit on his seat. Now we've got someone that that's on the technical area doing his bits there, and I quite enjoy that. And I think I, I like the the setup with when it comes to defending. He goes and sits down, and the JCC. assistant mates don't ask me yeah. to say his name, but he, JCC. He that's the easiest way to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Quality. <laughs> um, he comes and does his bits, and I like that. I just feel that maybe inexperience of the Premier League maybe cost him last season in those eight games um, because we should have got Champions League last season. Agreed. But uh, all in all, I think that, you know, I think that is what I like about it now, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I think there's an accountability to our manager. So if things don't go well, you know, he's the one. If, if say, for instance, a defender keeps making the same mistakes, at the end of the day... Um, your your Emery is going to be accountable for that, so he's he's making some strong decisions. And listen, at this this moment in time, it does look like we are going in the right direction. So why not um, why not get on board and, and and enjoy the ride? And and that direction seems to have changed. Uh, well, not changed. It progressed recently. Um, Josh and Stan. Obviously, Stan owns 100% of the club and it has done for the last 14, 15 months. Um, Josh has come out and been more vocal. There's been uh, groups uh, like the We Care and stuff. Um, what's your view on the Cronkies? Oh, well, easy, Tiger. Six months ago, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to say it, like, you know, but um, certainly the, I'm, 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 I'm changing my thoughts towards them. I said on a on a show yesterday that um, I feel that uh, I, I want to dislike him, but that Josh Cronky that is. But for some unknown reason, I'm quite liking him, and I'm I'm trying to dislike him. But you know, I think that he's he's getting my trust slowly. I think he's still got a long, long, long way to go to prove that. But 
I like, you know, it was no reason for him to come out with that interview that he did the other day. But I felt that yeah. was positive. I felt that he, you know, he's, he's getting the fans on board, like you know, keeping the fans informed, making look, you know, like the campaign of we care, do you? I think that he's showing that he does care slightly, and or 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 more. I do think that he's um, showed that. I also think that. Um, put his reputation on the line by saying in the transfer window that we're going to get things done and everything like that, which is, uh, it could have been a disaster for him, but it wasn't because he, he got what he said he's got done. He's also said, you know, come January, we're looking to strengthen again. As we all know, as Arsenal fans, that January transfer window is just uh, January for us. So Invisible, you, isn't it? Normally, we've got yeah. something maybe to look forward to in January and maybe a signing or two, and it looks like we're trying to progress the the side. So, all in all, that you know, I think that you know that they're trying to to make amends between the fans and themselves, and you know, that, that if he can do that, then. But it's, I still feel he's got a long way to earn um, fans' trust. If I'll be honest, do you think as well, Lee? If we were to go into January, let's say, and get a commanding centre half, or whether it be a defensive midfielder, or someone that we feel we need in the first team, then that would then show intent for this season. Uh, exactly, exactly, and it shows you, you know, that 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 they're they're looking to get what what the fans want. You know, the, the first step is to get into the Champions League, which can get us better players to perhaps move for the to, to challenge for the for the title. So it, it seems that they they do genuinely want to be successful. They do want to Arsenal to win. And um, instead of thinking it's all about money and... Lee, one, sorry, go on. Go on. Finish that, go on. If you no, want. and one of the greatest things is, from, from me, it's good to see the owners here. And, and not only that, to say that, whether it's PR or whatever, that after the cup final in in, uh, in Baco, they, they was... Um, he was hurting us just as much as the fans, and as a fan, that's what you want to see. You want to see your owner hurting like you because you want him to be one of us. So I totally agree. Totally agree. You touched on the Champions League and uh, the league. Which is more important, uh, winning the league or the Champions League? For me, always the league. Always the league. You know, the Champions League's a bonus. I'd love to win it. Don't get me wrong. Of course, you want to win it, um, but. For me, 38 games, it's the season. Um, and to win the Premier League is is, is fantastic. And um, I, I'll, always, I'll always, whether it's the player in me or whatever, I'll, I'll always want the league over a cup any time. And when do you genuinely think we'll compete for either the league or the Champions League? Obviously, we're not in the Champions League, so... Oh, good question. Um can can uh, we can we compete for the league this season? Well, I'd like to think that we could. I think we, I think we may be one or two defenders short, if I'll be honest. But um, I, 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 I think we've definitely got a, a forward line and a creativity up front that will um, will challenge for 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 the title. I, I just feel that at this moment in time, with Man City as they are, I can't see past Man City for the next four or five seasons. I, I really don't. But wow. Um, what I, I do believe is that Arsenal should and I think they could challenge with just a little bit more wise investment maybe in a right back and a central defender and I mean not just any central defender quality and I think we've got um, the makings to become the Liverpool and challenge Manchester City for for it other than just uh, Liverpool. Totally agree, totally agree. You say that you um, you played football, so what are the sporting interests you have and what other stuff do you... Do you like? Well, I, I don't know if you know, but I love my cricket. Not, not at the moment, after watching the England today. I don't know, I'm Irish. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, I think I've go off of that light, you know. But I, I, I love I love my cricket. Um, follow Yorkshire. Um, follow them because of Jeff Boycott when I was a kid. So I go up to Leeds maybe three or four times in the summer to watch them, you know, um, Try and get to a couple of England games if I can. Love me tennis, absolutely love tennis. Um, so um, yeah, um, and, and I do a little bit of golf. I'm not great at golf. Um, I, I'll, I'll try. I'm sort of saying I've got because I think uh, um, when you because you, you still I've still got that competitive edge, and anything that you know can keep that going um, without. You know, smashing the body up, then then great, like you know. So they're they're the they're the things that I do, I do like, yeah. 
Adley, you found uh, your fame, as they would, would would say. You found your fame on, it's now AFTV because they had a cease and disorder on Arsenal Fans TV. <laughs> um, it was the Swansea loss at home 2-1. Um, yeah. And also that you can hear you calling out at the beginning of the show, calling out Gazidis um, uh, after a West Brom loss away 3-1, yeah. I think. Uh, what, what has that been like? Uh, what has been like... S- you know, since right, it's been it's been a roller coaster ride. If I'll be honest, you know, when I first done that um, that rant, I never because you were just a genuine fan that just walked up. What made you walk up? I, do you know what? I, I, I walked past it a few times, seen 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 the guys doing things, and I thought, right, that's not for me. Uh, but I'd seen it happening, and um, uh, I just the Man United game for me was a killer that day. And I come home that day and. Um, I just I was with my mate and unbelievably what happened was we just lost the Swansea I was absolutely fuming I just said something I just said something um, while I was walking past and someone said why don't you get on and say that so like like an idiot I turned around and said yeah I'll, I'll, I'll get on there and say that and what happened then it was like the pile of the waves it, it just opened up and it's listen this is it wasn't as massive as it was now. If you'd done that now, you wouldn't be able to get through because the crowds around it are, you know, are unbelievable. Yeah. But they, it was probably a little part of the wave, and there I was. There was this light, and and I just said what I said. And uh, do you know what, guys? I felt better after I said it. I felt like it was good therapy. But then I got on the train, and I, I thought, oh my god, uh, what have I done? So I, I, <laughs> I phoned up my mate Tony, and I said to him, look, you know. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not really into technology and all that. I said, oh, I've gone on. I've done. A, I've gone on Arsenal fan TV, and I'm on the telly. <laughs> I said, like, is it, what, can I can I get rid of it? What can I do? Anyway, oh, you can't do that. It's, it's happening, like, will it? And I got home, and then about two o'clock in the morning, uh, my phone rang, and, and Tony rang, uh, was on the phone, and he said, Oh my God! He says it's going mad. It's going crazy, you know. And when I woke up in the morning, it just went. It, it went viral, and. Um, you know, then I, I went. Obviously, we played. I don't know if you remember, we played Spurs at White Hart Lane the following um, uh, Saturday, and um, it was all on BT Sport. Ian Wright saying, you know, um, about it, and Piers Morgan. And it just, it just went from there. And you know, you don't ever think that things are going to come from that. It was just then that I was asked to go on it more often, and it was. It was a time where it was very frustrating being an Arsenal fan. And um, the greatest thing about it then for AFTV was that it was raw. You'd come out of the ground with a completely different perspective of it, say, if it was the next day, you know. And I've met some fantastic people from it, um, you know, doing like podcasts, meeting you guys and things like that have, have been great. Um, it's opened up my world to to other things, you know, like to go on programs now. I've been on Sky Sports um, and TV shows and things like that, talking Arsenal. You know, I mean, it's a dream, really. You know, and um, you know, I'm, I'm a passionate Arsenal fan, and to be able to, you know, the greatest gift for me, I think, is um, that you can meet players. I've met players, and they know who you are. You know, it's just incredible. Can you can you remember who you're sitting beside the last game you were at? I was sitting next to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he recognised me. He might have done because you know. What I mean, he said uh, he said hello and all that. But uh, you know, like that's just a coincidence. That can happen to anybody. You know, whether you're watching a game or not. You know, that can never happen to me. Yeah, <laughs> sitting next to a player. But like, you know, the great the greatest thing that you know, what well, Ian Wright was one of my my heroes. Love like him. he is a lot of Arsenal players. Same and, here, mate. He's uh, my hero. And when I when I met. Uh, Ian, he came up to me and uh, and said, um, "Oh, I've been wanting to meet you for a long time." And I just said, "I've been wanting to meet you for twenty years." You know what I mean? It was just a surreal thing, and he, he gave me a hug and all that. Like, and it was. But he's it, one of us, isn't he, Lee? Uh, yeah, you know, and, and that that's fantastic, and that's probably because of that interview. You know, obviously, you know, then you. You know, you go on to social media and things like that, and you interact. You know, interact with, with fellow professionals and, and things. I, you know, I've actually gone on, gone on stage and 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 shared a stage with Kevin Campbell and Nigel Winterburn, Winterburn doing a show. You know, you sit there and you think, you know, I've watched these guys play football and travelled around and watched them. And there they are talking to you as. Um, 
Has it changed your view of you know the whole circus that is football? Well, I'll tell you what it does do. What it does change is you realise that these guys are just like us. You know what I mean? They're just like me and you. Um, so, yeah, I feel that you can approach people a little bit more, not scared to approach people and, and, and have a chat with them because they, they, they like to have a chat as well. Some, you know, in the, in the right areas, you, you can do. And, uh, you know, like, I, I, I had a a 45-minute conversation with Granite Shacker where I felt I could ask him questions because you've been in that environment, if you know what I mean. Yeah, where, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I didn't feel uncomfortable asking him things. And, you know, um, and we was having a great, great chat. And the unbelievable thing about that, I, I have a laugh about just, you know, telling people today that when when he said, oh, 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 Lee, I'm going now. Um, so I said, and he, he said, I'll see you. And he's well, I see you at Liverpool. So I went, yeah, granite, I'll see you at Liverpool. If I'm going to see him at Liverpool, you know what I mean? But it's just a <laughs> silly thing to say. And, and, and you know, like I'll, I'll be waving him in the crowd. He might give me his shirt. You never know. But, uh, <laughs> you'll, um, you'll have to get one of those um, banners that the kids have. <laughs> yeah, have yeah. Like, so do you remember me? I sat next to you last week, you know. But like, uh, no, it's just that, that's it, you know. And you, I've met some fantastic people. Look, I've met some... My Arsenal life is... Uh, as a fan has improved 100% because where it was just and it, you just used to go with your mates it, it's opened me up to a load more different mates and different people that I've met and you know being able to go to some, so, some events and things like that you know So overall uh, a positive you would say? Uh, yeah like, listen I, I know that it gets a lot of negative stuff and all that yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, and I understand I do understand the reason people come up to me with their views of it, and I, I understand exactly what they mean by it, why it gets a bit of bad publicity. I, I but we get put that. ourselves up on these sort of things, and if you don't like it, don't listen to it, don't watch it, whatever, you know. Exactly, you know, and that's how I feel about it. I, I feel that it has changed since it was when I first went on it to what it is now, it has changed quite a lot. But I think now, because when it, it's, it's a business now, and I think that people, people resent, resent things about. That they make money and all that, but then I look at Ro- it. And Ro- go, well, Robert, Robbie is a top dog. I've met him loads yeah, he's, of times. He's, he's a really nice fella. He's absolutely and, a wonderful person. He talks he you about so anything or what. If you've got a problem, he talks you about it, like you know. And he, he wants, you know, he doesn't like that it gets bad beef, but he has to accept it. But when I look at it, you know, people say oh, it makes money. Oh, it's making money out of Arsenal. Well, the pubs make money out of Arsenal. Yeah, the, exactly. The the the, the sweet seller, the burger man's, everybody making money out of Arsenal. You know that that's Lee, the what, way it what, is. What people don't realise is the amount of work and effort he puts into it. He he he's. I met him at Chelsea. Um, uh, Chelsea away when the banners first came out for Wenger and I was I was next to Robbie for the whole game I met him a few other times since but um, I was chatting to him and he knows his football he's a really genuine nice guy uh, I share a birthday with his father I'm not the same age but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but we were chatting and everything else right throughout the football it was a shit game we lost 3-1 but I was saying to him I said look I do a little bit of this on podcast this is when I er- early days of starting this off and he was explaining he was at that was a three four o'clock kickoff he was outside the ground at nine o'clock in the morning he's doing some and he won't finish till one o'clock in the morning by the time yeah. it, there's so much effort that goes in so like if people go out and graph for a living they graph for a living. that's his job he's picked yeah uh, listen I, I define any but you know people say about but the, 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 you know there are a couple of guys on there like obviously Robbie one being one of them a couple of the other guys that are, are getting paid by by the by the channel to go around the, the world watching Arsenal. Now, what person, an Arsenal fan, wouldn't want that, you know? Exactly. Agreed. I've got, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm blessed, but they've got it 10 times better than what I have. And But, you know, people begrudge that, and I get that, you know what I mean? But <clears throat> At the end as of the far day, as I'm concerned, it's, you know, good luck to them. And yeah. That, that's how I feel, you know. Um, it is a business now. And listen, you know, they turn around and say about negativity and everything like that, and... Uh, we're looking to do perhaps a show about that at a later date. But, but going back into the Arsenal days when Paul Davis was playing, you know, Paul Davis got tons of abuse when he was playing as a, as a, as a young kid, 19, 20, like Awobi did last yeah. season and whatever. And that's got nothing to do with our AFTV because it wasn't about then. No, exactly, exactly. You know, it's, it's always been there. The negativity of Arsenal fans has always been there because you know what? Football fans are fickle. One minute, one minute they'll be happy and they're not 
not the next, you know, and that's how it is. And the, the fact of it is now that instead of moaning about it down the pub, you moan about it on a, on a screen or a TV or a, computer, or a keyboard or whatever. Or a keyboard, and, and it's got a, a more of a range of people. But the fact of the matter is you would... And, and don't get don't get me wrong, boys. You know, I, I say things completely different with, with my mates on our little group chats because they're private, you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. uh, and So if you was in the pub and you would to say that, oh, I can't stand so-and-so, that no one would go and have a go at you because you're your mates. But then you say it... I think, I think things have changed the way people express their opinions. I'll tell you what I did want to ask you. Um, the new chants that are around at the minute, what do you think of the new Lacazette chant? Oh, look, I'm a grown man and I'm singing it, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know... Uh, like what, what my daughter Emily and Michelle turn around at me and say, "Will you stop singing that?" Like you know, and uh, <laughs> but I, I love it. You know, I mean, anything like that is great. And I tell you what, I, I still say this now, boys. I, I, I still say this now against um, uh, Newcastle when things were a little bit low in that game, if I'll be honest. And um, he come out to do a warm up, and we started singing that, and then we we picked up our game again. So I think you know we got three points because of it. That's how I feel, you what? know, and. Um, Fantastic chance. I love things like that. And it's great that the... What, the, what, there's... what other chance do you like? What other new chance do you like? Yeah, obviously, you heard the Torreira one. Oh, I loved that when that was Patrick. I, I remember in 98, going, to, through, going down Wembley Way, and they was all singing that light, you know. And I, 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 that was a fantastic one. I know you're not going to like this because it was Sammy, Sammy Nasri, but we went to a cup five. I think it was the Birmingham one. And they were saying, you know, Sammy Nasri, you know, Sammy nah, Nasri. Nah, nah, and nah, the train... Nah, nah. Was jumping up and down. It was absolutely yeah. fantastic, like you know. So uh, I like the I like the bad ones about Spurs as well, but we can't sing there. But um, <laughs> anything derogatory of Spurs, I like as well, like. You know? uh, what, but, what, what, what's your favourite Abamyang chant? Because there's two going around. Uh, I like you know. I, I I I'll go with the first one. About, I'll do Abamyang when I sing that because that that does get it. Just it gets louder and louder as you go. You know, you've, so you've, ru- um, you've ruined me. You've yeah. absolutely ruined me. You do know that. Yeah, I, was, I knew you would ask, ask this doop, question. Doop, 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 doop. I, 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 listen, I've got nothing wrong with that, but it, it doesn't get the uh, it doesn't get the noise volume going like the other one. That's, it that's should do. Uh, <laughs> fuck me, Lee. You ruined me. Sorry about that. <laughs> listen, uh, finally, just to close, um, there's two questions. One, what is your top four prediction? And two. What is your um? What was it? Uh, what was your favourite goal? goal right, I'm gonna. I've, I've had a little think about the favourite goal. I'll tell you what I'm gonna say um, is one of my favourite goals because I honestly believe that we could. We was never gonna win the championship at, at one stage. I felt that you know, growing up as an Arsenal fan, it was competing and everything like that. Michael Thomas's goal uh, um, at Anfield has got to be the one. Um, you know, um, before the Premiership start. But I never thought Arsenal could win the league. I thought that was always a good cup side and all that. But that goal, for what it brings, uh, you know, I still watch it now when the films that have come out and everything like that. For that goal, it just still, you can... I, I know that Arsenal fans that, that were there and that weren't there and even that everybody... You, I, I, I defy an Arsenal fan to sit on their seat and not jump up when that goal. I, I, I watched the '89 thing and I yeah. done the same. What's so, your top? What's your top four? What this season? What, what, what this what, season? In yeah. order. Yeah. <sighs> Do I have to reset? Man City, Liverpool, uh, Tottenham, and and then Arsenal. And I, I want so desperately to get above Spurs. If it means us coming in fifth and them coming in sixth, I don't know if I take it, but. Uh, I, I genuinely feel that it, it, I've had enough of them having bragging rights as well. So I want us to get above them at, at any cost. So, um, but I think that they're just I th- slightly I, stronger I, than us. I think we can possibly pip them. I, I, I think they're at the top of their curve. That's yeah, I think that they are. But I still, I still look at them uh, against Manchester City the other day, and they don't give away s- silly goals. You know, like. Yeah. They're back for us. Yeah, yeah. Two, there was 2-1 down and they, they kept in it, they kept in it and then they got a, a, another goal and then a bit of a lucky break. But I felt if that would have been Arsenal, it would have been 2-1, it would have ended up 3-1 and we'd have lost the game. Mm. And I just feel that defensively they're just that little bit stronger than us. Um, but um, 
depending on what happens in the transfer window, because they could still lose um, a couple of their players. So uh, Ericsson could go, hopefully, you know. And yeah, yeah they're, they're desperate not to lose a couple of yeah, players, so, and, and, and we're desperate to lose a couple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. But the thing is, with with Ericsson, is as we all know, as we all know, we've been there as Arsenal fans, where you know, can you afford? Can they afford to let him go for nothing when they've got? bills to pay and things like that you know no. we've been in that position with with uh, uh van persia now that's a sore subject just coming out but we actually don't we, don't we, don't don't open that can no no but we, <laughs> we we couldn't afford to let him run out his contract and so i don't think that they could afford to do that as well so that'd be an interesting it is. over the next few days so there is a possibility that we could actually uh get in front of them like listen as an arsenal fan i'd love that I'm with Lee. Lee. I think the top four will be the same as you, mate. I think that's exactly the same order as I'm going to go. Unfortunately, I think we'll finish below Spurs, but get top four. Well, top- listen, we'll have to we'll have to swallow that one. I think Dan this season yeah. and uh, make sure that it never happens after this season. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to flip the Spurs and Arsenal around only because my heart rather than my head. But yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing no. wrong with that. Lee, I'll tell you what, it's been really, really enjoyable to listen to you. Um, thank you very much for your experience. Nah, thanks for having us on. Like, good luck with the channel and everything, guys. You're doing a great job. Yes, and, thank um, you very much. Thank I've very really much. enjoyed that. It's, it's nice to talk. I loved it to talk Arsenal. So um, and I, I, uh, you've enjoyed it as well. Thank Cheers, you very much. Lee, top man. I really appreciate you coming Cheers, on, Potsy. Mate. Listen, Thank you have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Up the arse. Up the arse. I've never been on here before. I go home and away every game. But at the end of the day, that is it now. I've, I've had enough. I'm telling you that. What is the motivation of this team? I'll tell you what. I was in here against Leicester at half-time. Everybody, when Kachelny went off, all of her, all in the, in the stairs going, oh no, Chambers is coming on. Oh, we're going to lose, we're going to lose. He comes on and has the best 45 minutes of any defender we've had all season. What's his reward? He don't even get in the squad for Gangs Man United. Four players thanked us at the end of the day. Four players come at the end of the game and say thank you. The rest of them pissed off. We paid good money. I've heard. I'm not prepared to overspend. I over-fucking-spend every fucking game. Right, so why is this club not overspending? Right, is that right? Yeah. Right! Now there's enough of it now. I'm going to go to Spurs on Saturday like a fucking idiot. I will go. And I don't know what I'm going to get. But the, the chances are we will turn up and win now and it will all be fucking forgiven. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal.